Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, we're helping you face up to the things that hold you back both in the bedroom and in your relationship. Is your partner's oral sex technique a little too intense? Wondering how to get over a toxic ex? Having trouble coping with your partner's strip club visit? Thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy the show. There's just something about the fall that makes me feel like cuddling up with an old friend. And hey, you guys may have some fond memories too. Yes, I'm talking about the Intensity by Pourmoi. The Intensity is an amazing product that has made a serious impact on my life. Let me rewind a bit to explain. The Intensity was originally developed as a medical device to cure, yes, cure incontinence issues. You know, like you sneeze and you pee. Because these issues typically stem from a weakened pelvic floor, the intensity works by applying gentle electrostimulation directly to that muscle group, giving you an amazingly effective Kegel workout. And you all know how I feel about Kegel exercises. And for a little plot twist, the makers learned that the product's only real side effect was an intense orgasm. So realizing the intensity was a winning combination of utility and pleasure, they enhanced it with a powerful vibration and a clitoral stimulator. The result, much more than a sex toy. It's a product that has changed my sex life. I mean, G-spot orgasms, anyone? The intensity combines two things I love and talk about all the time, Kaggle exercises and orgasms. To find out how it can change your sex life, click on the intensity banner on my website or go to pormois.com. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I.com. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. relationships and everything in between for more information go to sexfamily.com where you can have a party because it's so fun there we update the content every single day we've got blogs we got videos everything you need to have great sex plus and relationships you can also um, subscribe to everything across the board we make it so easy now just um, subscribe to our podcast our newsletter because let me tell you why our newsletters, which are awesome, people always say, I love your newsletters because we actually give you real information in there. If you don't have time to go to the site every day, we have our highlighted uh, articles that we have, our posts, all the podcasts for the week. We've even got discounts because we've got a special store mm-hmm. on our site, which is super cool. And uh, check out all our social media. It's all at Sex With Emily Across the Board. Do all that stuff. I'm here with Menace. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm so good. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. As always, it just seems uh, we have such a break apart and so much stuff happens. You I know, know dude. It's I been, was in Mexico. Yeah, how was Mexico? What did you do? 
I had were you there? So How many ex-boyfriends were you hanging out with? One. Only uh, one? Oh, okay. One. Oh. No, I had Maybe to Maybe somebody you made out with before. No. Nope. Not a boyfriend? Nope. Uh, nope. Oh, just one guy. Just okay. one ex-boyfriend who's so ex-boyfriend now that it, it's like... Wait, are s- you on a trip with his girlfriend at the same time? No. That was last time. Oh, okay. But now we're both single. Oh. And every year we go to Sayulita mm-hmm. in Mexico, which we love, and there he rents a houses. There's a few mm-hmm. houses, and we all go, and there's, it's a party. So... Obviously, you probably hooked up, right? With I did your hook, ex, right? I did not hook up with oh, my ex. Okay. I had a little Latin lover. You did? Yes. A rando? A rando. Or somebody that was... Well, he was a really good massage therapist. A massage therapist? It, yeah. I told about it in a previous show with Anderson. Uh-huh. Uh, he was hot. It was. What? It wasn't during the massage. So uh-huh. those of you going, that's yeah, yeah, really yeah. a violation of massage etiquette. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, had, we had a really good connection. Really? He like read my body better than any man. No He knew way. what I... And this, the massage was very like by the mm, books. Yeah, yeah. But... The way he touched me and the way he knew just what my body needed and the way he was like, wow. I was like, oh my God. I'm proud Rock of you. Out. Thank you. <laughs> well, but good. you know what? I kind of, I've kind of been inward a little bit. Not uh-huh. really. And now yeah. I'm like, my pilot lights on. I'm like, whoo, bring it. Sex, energy, everywhere. <laughs> so ready awesome. to just go out, bang, yeah. have some sex. It was really fun though. It was great to uh, get away and now I'm back. And, but I'm here through the holidays. I'm trying to think what else. Um, I've been doing a little bumbling. Oh, nice. The swipe app, which has been really fun for me, actually, because do you remember a few months ago? I kind of took a break from it, but mm-hmm. it's the app, for those of you who don't know, much like Tinder, you swipe, you swipe, and then you swipe mm. right if you like someone. The difference with Bumble is that the f- women have to make the first message, and meaning like it's kind of like the Sadie mm-hmm. Hawkins app, yeah. of, you know, but so at first I was like, oh my God, what do I say? But now I'm like, I'm pretty good at it. Oh, like I'm clever. What? And guys are like, I like a smart woman. Yeah, and you're funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm like actually enjoying it. I'm enjoying Ooh. kind of playing that role of uh-huh. being the initiator in the first message. I, I support like, this app yeah, because I, that's what I've, how, uh, for how many years now I've always said like women, if there's a guy that you want, Go after like, it. Go after it. And I got to be so honest. Let it be known because guys, again, cannot read sing- signals at all. Right. We're not that bright. I'm just um, keeping it real. It's true. So, yeah. not, so not bright. But I feel like I had some things where guys are like, oh, you're funny. I like yeah. this. I'm trying to look. I was going to read you one of my funnier ones, my more funny, but I, uh-huh. I'm looking through it. But it's been good. I had a few dates. Um, <laughs> yeah. No one that you're going to meet anytime soon. Okay, but um, cool. just been fun getting out there again. That's what about awesome. you? Yeah, uh, you know, just been traveling. I and also you know, work's been crazy. It's been great. Uh, thank you, everybody that listens to Sex and Emily podcast and the radio show that I'm part of, the Woody Show, uh, which is a podcast. If you know, I mean, it's a it's a radio show on terrestrial radio in the morning in Los Angeles, and now in St. Louis, Missouri, on 104.9 FM. Uh, you can tune in six to ten a.m. Monday through Friday That's in so St. Cool. Louis. If you happen to live there and you're listening, if you you don't live there. Please tell a friend to tune into the Woody yeah, Show. Yeah, tell them. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been great. Good Midwestern peeps. They yeah. must love you there. And I know, always talking about Vegas, but I, I, I just want to say, <laughs> no, I just want to say one thing because it's part of something that I want to do in the new year, and I would like to talk to you about, you know, New Year goals and stuff like that. Let's do that. So uh, for 2017, I have, I have three goals. And the three goals is, of course, you know, everyone always sets that goal of health. So health is number one. Number two is, you know, get financial stuff in order. And number three is family. So, like, for the past, I don't know, 16, 18 years, I've totally focused on my career. I have not made time for family. Mm-hmm. Always, 
I'm the first one to volunteer to work on Thanksgiving or any holiday, Christmas Day and stuff like that. Not being with my family, just thinking that's what's going to take to to get ahead in what I want to do in life. And I feel like I'm at that point, not that that I've, you know, that I'm dialing it back. I'm always career focused. You know, my drive never stops or goes down, but I do have to take that time for family. So just recently, my dad turned uh, six years old and I'm like, okay, I'm always in Vegas. My dad hasn't been to Vegas since the 90s. Wow. Right. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take you. So I flew him out with my sister and Uh I didn't tell him anything that we're doing. Right. So we uh, first thing we do, we go to this place called Top Golf. So it's kind of like a, a golfing range, but you can like get hammered. It's like a club inside. It's crazy. Is he a drinker? Like, yeah. Party? Oh, he parties. OK. Yeah, he has Love super fun. And then the next day uh, we wake up, we have breakfast. So don't tell him anything. And we get in the shuttle and we go out in the middle of the desert and we go do 100 acres and it's a racetrack. And I go, Dad, you're going to drive a Ferrari today. <sighs> So he like trips. He's never driven. He's never driven like a nice car in his life, right? I go, yeah, you're gonna drive Ferrari and you're gonna go 140 miles per hour. Like he was like crapping his pants. He had to go to the bathroom like a couple times. He was like tripping out. Because it's a guy's like dream, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like have all this video of him like going through the track and all this stuff. And then we had to go do a manly thing. So we went and shot guns at the gun range. It's called the gun store in Vegas. If you ever go. And then after that. We ended it off with some David Copperfield. <laughs> of course. Some magic show, which is really good, no, by the way. If you get to see magic, you see David Copperfield. Because he, he's funny in the whole show. No, it's he is. hilarious. So I highly recommend Honey, it. Honey, that's really... But those are my goals in 2017. to get. You're already hitting them. To, yeah, so I'm trying my hardest to do that. Do you have any goals I that do. you want to do Well, it's funny, Menace. I, ne- I would never think that we're that similar. Yeah. <laughs> and... Yeah, Absolutely not. But no, yeah. we're not. But but we must have something because we like each yeah. other. But but it's funny that you say that because I have been like you. We're both uh-huh. kind of workaholics. We've been very mm-hmm. focused on our careers for our Many entire years, lives. Yeah. Since I met you, we're both very, very driven. And, and, and I really did put everything else on the back burner. Um, for me, ironically, particularly relationships. Um, mm-hmm. Really focusing on getting into a relationship that's, you know, mm-hmm. long, going to go the distance. I never really... Well, I like being with someone. I was like, if you get in the way of my work, if you get in the way of anything, you know, we can't mm-hmm. be together. Like the guy was like, you work too much. I'm like, okay, we'll have yeah. a nice life because I'm going back to my laptop. Yeah, well, it goes back to your your mother, what she told you. We haven't mentioned in quite a long time. Maybe you have while I'm not here. How she said that you never depend, never depend on a, uh, a man ever. Right. She said to me when I was 13, yeah. 14, Medis and I did the Misadvised mm. show on Bravo. Uh, years ago and my whole theme that ran through it was my mother told me she was going through her second divorce had no money and she was sort of trying to survive she said Emily never rely on a man to take care of you take care of yourself and how I interpreted that you know it's, you got to be careful as parents you know you never know what those yeah. zingers are going to be but I thought wow well I'm always going to be working and providing for myself I better love what I do yeah. and and then I had my dad on the other side who was a lawyer and I knew he didn't like being a lawyer so I was like well I don't want to be miserable so my quest was like what do I love what's going to like change the world which is why I started in politics thinking that was going to change the world which you know we did part of it but I thought sex with Emily and then when I started it being entertainment, not easy. You know, my mm-hmm. mom always said, you didn't choose the easy route. Yeah. I mean, it's been a climb. It's been mm-hmm. an 11-year struggle. And now I feel like I'm in a place mm-hmm. where I've got 
amazing team um, support here at Sex with Emily. Like I'm finally like, whoa, I can breathe. It's people, you guys, mm-hmm. I love my fans, your supporters, you're listening to the show. I'm like, wow, I can step back. Maybe it's time that I've helped you all with relationships. It's time that I would like to be yeah. in a relationship. So that is one of my goals um, because work feels like it. No, I'm not, there is no there. Like mm-hmm. you're never gonna be like, I'm there or now I can, yeah. but it feels like I can breathe. Um, and I can be that. And also, um, I gotta say family. Um, my mom is coming out this weekend. I know oh, nice. I do see my family, you know, maybe a little more than you do, but mm-hmm. they're in Michigan and it's harder. And the thing that made me sad is I was talking to my mom last week. She's in Michigan. And I said, I would love you to come out. And she says, I'll come out next week. I said, I would love that. And she said, you know what, Emily? And this kind of made me sad. Mm-hmm. She said, God, this is the first time. And I guess I lived in California for 25 years. She goes that you've ever been like, you've seemed like really like excited for me to come and that it was okay for me to come. Cause I used to, well, I'm so close with them. I'd be like, Oh, I got to work mm, yeah. and you might have to do something else. And I was like, Nope, come, I won't work. Mm. And I, so I feel like I'm, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's like family. And I would say that it's, um, you know, and also, so family relationships and then friendships. The other mm. thing is that, um, moving to LA four years ago from San Francisco, where I was for 20 some odd years, I really wasn't focusing on, on, on community and yeah. friendships because I, when I'm in work, it's hard for me to multitask. I was like, work, work. Mm, yeah. So now I'm like, oh, I got it. Kind of want to. So my goals are to kind of focus on things that are outside of, you know, mm. just just work, but like having yeah. a really much fuller life in other ways. Not that I was like sitting home alone every night, mm. but really just kind of looking at that stuff. That's great. Yeah. And oh. it all goes back to you know, it does. If you're not happy with all those things, you can't be happy in your sex life. You can't. Right. It's impossible. I mean, like you can be happy having sex. But to like have a like a long term thing, if you have a, yeah. you know, to have a partner and stuff like that, all those outside factors can affect your sex life. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now I feel like I'm I'm like it's you know I'm making space for it. So yeah. I love it. I love now it. God knows I know how to have good sex and good relationships. Yeah. And not that I've been celibate all these years, but mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, I think I would like to travel with someone. I'd like to have a relationship. That's good, great. menace. Happy yeah. New Year, almost. I know. Um. God, that was heartfelt and deep. So what else um, for us? Oh, uh, so I want to Oh, wait, hold on one second. I have dog sitting, this adorable dog, but I don't want mm. him to get... Oh, he can't get in the bag. Okay, cool. I thought he was going to eat the toys. Oh, eat, no. the, eat his treats. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not yet. So, uh, oh, it's hilarious. So uh, on the Woody Show today, we had this topic of people calling in with their worst dates ever. And so many funny stories i don't know if i personally have one that's crazy i don't probably shared on the show before it was just like i'm on i was on this double date and this girl was wearing way too much perfume and i ditched (sighs) the date i told i said to my buddy like yeah i gotta go to the bathroom and i just left and then i texted him i was like uh yeah how'd it go she smelled too much Uh, not that it was like she had bad odor it was just too much perfume and i was getting a headache dude you can't just duck i know but i was like guys i've heard of just like left a girl in the restaurant i was a teenager back then my buddy was still there he just said that i was sick it wasn't that bad it wasn't like it was a one-on-one thing Mm And I totally left her with no ride or anything like that. But it was funny because uh, one of my favorite stories, the, this girl uh, calls in and says, yeah, so we're on our first date. We see each other face to face for the first time. And he goes, uh, are you going through puberty? And she says, what? Puberty? And as he's saying that, he puts his finger on her forehead on a, uh, uh, some acne. <laughs> Oh God! She said that she died inside, but then uh, uh, obviously didn't continue the date. And then I just got this freaky one on Instagram on a on a DM. She's like, "Oh, I couldn't call in today. 
But I, I was on this date with this guy. He picks me up. We're going to go to the dinner. And she said, I was wearing a low cut blouse, you know, whatever. And he, he goes, Hey, I gotta, I gotta pull over. And he pulls over to like this rest area. And she says, it's super dark. She said she, she was freaking out. And then he pulls out a condom and she goes, wait, hold on, hold on. He goes, Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to touch you. And he puts on the con. He goes, I'm about to uh, come. And she's like, what? And she, he, she, he puts on the condom and apparently goes in the condom and says, all right, are you ready to go have dinner? I don't understand. Why I, couldn't he just go to the bathroom and ejaculate? It, I don't know either because he's a freak. Uh, there's so many guys out there. There are so, so many. Weird. I know. So I, I, weird. So socially awkward and weird. This and is scary. the thing about dating. Like even dating yeah. online where you have no point of reference. Uh-huh. Here's yeah, that's well, weird. Make dating online makes it weird too because Well, who knows how she met this guy? Like she Yeah. You don't know people. I think back in the day, weird mm-hmm. things could still happen, but usually mm-hmm. you'd meet at a bar, you friends of friends, you uh-huh. get to know them, you can tell if they're weird. Yeah. If you're just like texting with someone online and then you go out to meet uh-huh. him and he pulls out a condom and ejaculates into it and says, Hey, let's go into <laughs> like let's go into Red Lobster right now. Run, you know, run for your life. But you know what I heard the other day, which is a great tip is, and I'm going to start doing this. Mm -hmm. If you meet someone online or you don't really know them or it's a fix up, Mm -hmm. FaceTime with them before you go on the date. Not just talk on the phone. Uh Do a little FaceTime for 10 minutes. Well, don't you think that's a good vetting process? It is. Yeah, to get the vibe on how they are face to face. Yes. Why waste your time? They're uh, also, this is, you know, this has been around forever. It's like meet for drinks first to get the vibe. Like you can, don't, don't set a dinner like, oh, let's go out to dinner. That's like that's way too much because you might not f- be feeling them right away. Go ahead and go ahead. Uh, Woody told me this. He's like, go ahead, make the reservation, but have some buffer time before that where you have some drinks. Right. And then you can see if you like this person or not. And then you go, all right, you want to go have dinner. And if the person brings up, uh, oh, you already have reservations. That's kind of weird. He goes, no, I was just making sure you weren't a crazy person right. and I'm sure they would no, be cool yeah, that, they'd be like know? yeah totally and I say even yeah. me for coffee the coffee ah. what drinks I don't know if I can do like a, a Starbucks coffee. like I'll have a latte I, right yeah I don't know if I can do Mocha like lo- daytime meetup I think I would be so awkward and yeah. weird I don't know but just something I'd be quick. more it's more comfortable at night you have like a that's vibe, true you know? that's a drink thing but you know then I went out a guy with it for drinks we did a drink thing mm-hmm. and I kept thinking it was at 730 so I'm like it's on Tuesday night it's gonna turn to dinner and we just sat there and drank for three hours. I'm not, I wasn't really drinking because uh-huh. I was just back from Mexico. My stomach was, was uh-huh. like, but he never said, let's get food. And there was no food at the place we were at. Oh, week. And then I was like, why is he thinking about food? And then <laughs> what happened? And then that was weird. But whatever it is, I think a quick, a, yeah. uh, something quick to get you Do you have you anything insane that probably happened? I do. Yeah. You do? I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it yet. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll, just, just we'll TV, save it for yeah, another show. TB continued. Uh, okay. TB continued. All right. Wow. Um, I'm intrigued now. I know. I've had some good things happen. And if anything, I'm just like, Do yes. you have like a milder story? Um, I have no. no? I, it's been very new that I've just started doing this whole this whole dating thing, but mm-hmm. I don't have anything milder. I can't even dumb it down yet. Oh, Cause wow. what if he listens? What if he, whatever, but I let <laughs> me say this, that after it was over, I stayed up and I wrote till six in the morning notes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So That's everyone crazy. just keep listening to the show because right. you're going to want to hear this one. one. Day. 
believe me. I actually, but it feels good just to be back. No, I love that I'm just like meeting people and Mm -hmm. and doing this thing, but it is still the, I still wait. Like when I, Uh and I haven't just talked to them on the phone before I realized I should probably do FaceTime. I'm like, so what do you do? I'm like, let's get into that when I meet you. But then that's Mm -hmm. like a red flag. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. I just don't want. Not that I'm ashamed, but then you Google me and it's the whole sex. Yeah, so I'm yeah. still trying to delay, to trying to push that off as much as mm-hmm. I can because... They Google you and then they think you're a sex it. addict right. or no, something. Or just, just, just whatever. And, and I've also come to realize that the new thing that I've also... I, I um, The guys I go out with mm. in the last 11 years that I've been doing this, I always think, people are like, are they intimidated? I'm like, no, I wouldn't go out with the guys. Mm. They all say they're cool with it. And then I realized mm. that... They're going to say they're cool with it. And maybe they really are. And eventually they become cool. But I also have a way that I'm going to say to them now. I've started to say, but listen, I know that sex is like a charged topic. And it's okay if you're not like you have questions or it makes you kind Mm -hmm. of whatever we could talk about it. Because I feel like I just take their word for it that they're cool with it. But I don't know that I'd be cool with it. Like not not, not cool, but I'd want to understand a little bit more. So I'm Mm. giving more room to like talk about it and be like do you have questions this is what i do yeah cut yeah. it out dude i feel like so like evolved like i feel like i've learned so much <laughs> and like somatica was really great yeah. i'm done with that training in san mm-hmm. francisco i've just had a really like a really heart opening year that's good i know i enjoy Man, it because i think well. we the first couple of years here you were just so work involved <laughs> You know? I was. It's yeah. finally it was settled. Just work, 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 work. Right? You too. Else. Yeah. Well, we're both at the same. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, okay, let's, um, let's. should we give a shout out to our sponsors? Yeah, do, do it. Do some emails? Yeah. Okay, everyone, thank you for supporting our sponsors. Remember, the holidays are coming up. And I don't know, it's nothing sexier to put into a stocking than a, you know, dildo. Yeah, good old dildo. <laughs> Check out our sponsors. You know we never talk about, uh, we never work with anybody who we don't believe in, um, whose toys we don't love, and I think you'll love them too. Thanks for listening. We are back. I have a special announcement about something I'm excited to be a part of. Recently, I introduced a product in development called UV. It's a beautiful locking storage box that also charges and sanitizes sex toys at the same time. There is literally nothing else like it on the market. Here's how it works. When you're done using a toy, simply rinse or wipe it down. Put the toy into the UV, plug the toy's charger into the built-in USB port, and close the lid. That's it. In just 10 minutes, UV's patent-pending UVC light kills 99.9% of the harmful bacteria, leaving your toy completely sanitized. You can just leave it in there where it will charge and be totally ready for you the next time you use it. UV is in the home stretch of its production, and it's just been launched on Kickstarter.com, making it one of the very first adult products allowed on that site. As UV's biggest fan, they asked me to be the spokesperson for the campaign. Check out the video I just made for the Kickstarter page. I explain everything you need to know. And if you pre-order through Kickstarter, there's some great perks available, including a bundle with a toy from Lalo, you know, the luxury toy manufacturer. As big proponents of proper toy sanitization and hygiene, they took one look at what UV can do and got on board. I'm even part of the perks. You can get an autographed copy of my book, have lunch with me here in LA, or even sit in on a recording of the podcast. The campaign launched today, December 6th. To get in on the action, click the UV banner on my site or go to uvclean.com. That's uveeclean.com. Okay, we're back. Metis, how about some emails? All right. I love Let's it. Let's hear from the people. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone, for uh, emailing us. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, 
So easy to submit your questions now. Go to sexwithemily.com, click click on the Ask Emily tab, fill out the form, hit submit. And now there's an option to call into the podcast to get your question answered live. So if you're interested, check yes to have your question discussed on the show and we'll follow up with you instead of time. You can also leave me a voicemail. It's fun. We play those voicemails. 818-ASK-SWE1 or 818-275-7931. As always, please include your name, age, where you live, and how you listen. Can't wait to hear from you. Okay. Hey, Emily. (laughs) I'll get right into it. My girlfriend is bad at blowjobs. We've been together for a year now, and we're madly in love. We're also both our first sexual partners, so our experience is limited. Most of the time when she goes down to me, the sensation gets so intense that I lose my erection, and I find it difficult to continue. I love her. I appreciate her giving me such intimate attention, but it's sometimes too intense of a sensation to continue. It's gotten to the point where I try to avoid letting her go down to me. My question is this. How do I bring up the fact that she's not good at giving blowjobs in a nice way? How can I teach her to improve? Our communication throughout our whole relationship has been completely open, except for this little thing I don't quite want to bring up with her. I've been listening to your show since last year, and I love the advice you give to couples. I sincerely appreciate any input you can give to my situation. Crandis, age 22. P.S. I'm uncut, less than average size, so I can imagine that being so also adds to some extra sensitivity down there okay Crandis, I hear this uh, question and I think you need to have one of those state of your sex life conversations kind of like the state of the union um, I th- when I first read this I was thinking god this kind of has to be the an in the moment thing where you kind of guide her what to do even though I often say don't have these conversations out of the bedroom however um I feel like since she's not really going down on you anymore because you've pushed her away from it, which I understand if it's painful, you got to do that. So I think that what I've thought a lot about this, Chris, and what I think you need to do is just say to her, listen, babe, um, you know, one day when you're at breakfast, on a road trip, when you're not in the bedroom, and um, not even in the evening time, just sometime when you're, whatever, walking through the park, you can say, listen, babe, I'm kind of embarrassed. Got to talk to you about something. It's kind of hard for me to talk about because my penis is involved. Um... But it's just, I'm super sensitive. And I don't know if my penis is like other penises, but things that might feel good for others just often don't feel great for me. And I know that oftentimes, you know, people might like harder pressure. I need something a little bit lighter. And and maybe I can show you what I want. Um, It's kind of hard for me to, you know, in the past to let you know this. And it got me thinking, sweetie, that there might be some things that you need as well. You know, like maybe there's been some things that you've been wanting from me sexually because they've been together for a while. How long have they been together? A while, he says. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of a nice way to be like, I've just been thinking about it. Like, I want to show you this. And that's why I might have been pushing you away. Um, I'll show you. You show me. It's like a show and tell. You can add in some mutual masturbation and um, see where it goes from there. Because let's be honest, like we don't, we always say men aren't mind readers, but women aren't mind readers either. And Menace, you asked me if I've had any current experiences Yeah. and I can just give you a little taster here that there was a particular, um, penis experience I had where the guy really wanted super light touch. He didn't want the pressure as much. He didn't want as much. Yeah. Suck. Like it's very rare, very rare. And I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Like I'm, I think I, so, Hey, 
So I think Crandis, like, um, I think you could get, she just wants to, you know, she's going to want to please you. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good, what do you think if you, that's not kind of a good way to put it there? Yeah, You can disagree I think with so. me too. And nothing's worse than a, <laughs> a bad blowjob. Right. Because you feel like, oh, maybe they're not into it or whatever. But it sounds like they're inexperienced. Yeah. And you both also. Yeah. You guys. I'm telling you. You don't want to offend that person. Right. You know, you got to ease into it. And it it takes practice. If you guys have not been with anyone else before, you can't expect a perfect blowjob out of the gate. Nor can she expect perfect sex out of the gate. Mm -hmm. The other thing is. I don't expect, you know, the thing that really helps with sex is, you know, education combined with experience and education. I think it's great. You're listening to the podcast. Maybe you guys can listen together. I know a lot of couples listen to the show together, but also experimenting. Like that's how you get better with it. So you -hmm. guys have each other's bodies to experiment is experiment on, experiment on and go with that. (laughs) Nice. Experimental. All right. All right. (laughs) Spit it out. Okay. Hey, Emily, I've recently been listening to your podcast and felt like you were a good person to reach out to. Most of the stuff I hear is from a bit older crowd, so my problem might be immature. That's funny. First of all, let me just cut Mm -hmm. here. Our listeners range from 19 to like, we had someone 60 in last show, so it's Mm -hmm. funny when we hear that because... It's oh, like it's all people always think it's younger and the, the older people think it's younger people the younger. Yeah. Hey baby, we're open to all of you, okay? We out Everybody, here. we out here. I have a 19-year-old boyfriend of 2 years going into college this year and I'm going to my senior year of high school. Lately he's been mentioning to me about how he and his friends are wanting to uh, plan a trip to a strip, strip club. He's never been. First I didn't mind much, but the more I think about it, I'm not I'm totally not okay with it. I'm pretty self-conscious about sex stuff and also an experience. So I feel if he goes, it'll hurt me a lot. I'm just so on the fence because I want to be cool about it and be fine with him going, but it's really bothering me and I don't want him to go at all. Thinking about a grown naked woman like grinding on my boyfriend makes me worried. I don't want another girl to make him feel better than I do. Am I wrong for not wanting him to go? Do I tell him how I feel, Katie? Uh, Katie, this is a great question, um, that you're asking. I know, God, do I always say that you're a great question? I just think that mm. they, because I know They're so all many good people, questions. <laughs> that the truth is yeah. Katie, I could totally relate to you. I've talked about this on the show before that, you know, when I was about 25, I was dating a guy and he loves strip clubs and we, had, we were having amazing sex and I thought he was best sex of my life at the time. And I thought why I didn't get strip clubs. I also was intimidated. I thought, God, he's, these girls they are so sexy. He's not going to want to be with me. Um, and it is kind of tricky here because you don't want to be his mother or telling him what he can and cannot do. But the thing about strip, strip clubs is it's, just, it's, entertain, it's entertainment for guys. He's not going to find a replacement for you. It's how dudes bond. He's never been before. It's going to be a one-off experience. He's not going to be sitting there going, oh, God, I wish Katie was giving me a lap dance. Um, that said, uh, you know, it's separate from you. It's like a, it's a guys. It's a bonding thing. But I understand, you know, that you have these insecurities. So I think you can let him know that, you know, I want you to do this. I get that it's part of your experience, but it's making me, you know, a little uncomfortable. And uh, and see what he says. I mean, let me tell you something. You're both going into college. And since you haven't had a lot of experience, I think I get that you're being protective. But I think it's time for you, you know, if he's still your boyfriend, which she's going to her senior year of high school, and he's, okay. I mean, I think that there's going to be a lot more things in your future um, that you need to experience as well, like, you know, watching some porn, having different kinds of sex, having other partners. 
Um, but I don't think you have a long life ahead of you. And so when we do hear from people who are like just starting out, I know all this stuff is like really new the first time, but I mean, strip clubs, some guys are, you're not really in strip clubs, right? I feel like there's two kinds of guys. Truly. Because I, I've actually, I haven't said this in a really long time. I rather spend my money on taking a girl out on a date where I put, I may have sex with her than going to a place where I know that I definitely will probably not have sex with that person. Right. <laughs> you know? And that's how a lot of guys, I don't think they're like, why would I waste money? I'm like spending money. Exactly. But some guys absolutely love it. I have friends that love it. You know, mostly are married or have a girlfriend. But... <laughs> Because uh, why though? Can you explain that to kids? It's just something different, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it, it definitely. I think it's just uh, excite, excitement, you know, out of the norm. Right. Uh, it's not to replace from a female that they normally don't get. Right. That's probably what it is. Right. And if mm-hmm. anything, Katie, I know this might sound weird to you, but it's gonna get him more excited to see you when he gets home that night. Um, he's gonna get turned on. It's gonna be a thing, or maybe he won't even get. It. Maybe he'll be. Gro- we don't know. He's never been to a strip club, but I know it's hard to separate this from the two of you, but. Like it's like guys with masturbation and watching porn. It's just something that guys are going to do if they're into it. You're not really going to be able to stop him. You can let him know how it makes you feel, but you don't want to be that one who's like stopping him from these new experiences. Yeah. Um, but what you're feeling is totally normal, and I think with time and experience, you're going to understand mm-hmm. that you know that's kind of like how it goes. Part of it, <laughs> and um, just comes with experience. But you're totally valid to your feelings, and I think it's okay to tell him how you're feeling, but you're not going to stop him. Okay. Anything else to say to that? No. We're good. Handled it like a professional. Like a pro. Hey, Emily. My name is Ray. I'm 23, living in Los Angeles, and listen to the podcast through the iPhone app. A few months ago, I got out of a very toxic five-month relationship to the point where I think it was very emotionally abusive. I feel like I could go on forever, but there was cheating involved, laughing and making jokes at my insecurities, trying to separate me from my friends, flirting with multiple guys in front of me, and very manipulative tactics, such as not telling me who she cheated with, rather she had me guess the guy's name, who was a mutual friend. My problem that I would like your advice on is this. When I look back on the relationship now, I'm ashamed at myself for letting it get so bad. There were times when I knew she was lying to me, but I didn't call her out on it. Or when she would flirt with other guys, I'd be right there next to her, but I didn't do anything about it. I suppose I did bring it up to her in private, but she would laugh it off, and I accepted that when clearly I shouldn't have. I have this lingering guilt because I let myself down and I let her walk all over me. How does one get over this and learn from it? How do I let this not happen again in the future? Any feedback is welcome. I've been listening to the show for a few months now, and I love it. Thanks for all you do, Ray. 23, Los Angeles. All right, Ray. It's crazy. Around the same age, I probably went through the exact same thing that you just emailed about. And you know what? It just takes it just takes a little bit of time and then out there dating more people, and you totally forget about it. Yeah. I mean, you learn from it. We all definitely, go through this stuff, yeah. You definitely, like, now you can pick up on signs when things happen, and then now you know not to waste your time. Right. I mm-hmm. know at that point when you're in, you're 23 years old, you want to be with that person so badly, like, you just over, you just put that in the back burner and then not yeah. even bring it up. But now, like, you've been through that. It's good. It's actually good that you've been through yeah. that. Yeah. Because when later on in life – if you went through that, you wouldn't even know how to handle it. Exactly. But now, uh, older, when you probably will have a longer committed relationship, 
uh, you can see all the signs and find the good person to be with. It's true. And, and um, Ray, I want uh, similar to what Meta said. I, what if I told you that in some way this is a gift? Because this, that she kind of gave you a gift here because the experience that you had with her and your insights and your ability to see the damage and how she treated you poorly is actually a very mature and wonderful thing. There's a lot of people who keep dating these kind of women or men over and over and over again. You know, we often say their picker's broken. Yours is not. You're awake. Your eyes are open, right? You're like, never again. And so while many people have like a lifetime of these relationships, you're realizing it at 23, like Mena says, and it's still painful, and you can't believe you let it happen. Please go easy on yourself, man. I know what it's like to beat yourself yeah. up, but um, how would you have done any different if you've never been through this? You're like real-time experience this woman who you love treating you poorly. Most people, it takes them a little bit to get out of abusive situations. Yeah. You got out of it. You're moving on. Um, and, and it won't happen again. And the person that I went through all that stuff is a fucking loser now. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, on top like, of that, yeah, right. because shitty people like that are never going to get anywhere. Shitty people <laughs> never prosper. So you shouldn't even worry about it. Right. Mm. And, um, <laughs> but I hear him being hard on himself and I've done yeah. that too. But, but this, but I'm telling you, this is going to be a huge learning experience. And, um, I swear it's like me and a DeLorean making, writing this email right now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Serious. Yeah. So again, you'll be and look okay. at Menace. He's all mature and grown up and has a yeah. really healthy relationship. Got a so, girlfriend, uh, two French bulldogs, it's a nice place. Everything's good now. Exactly. You know? Um, okay. Just get out there. Yeah. And meet new You're people. fine, but don't be but don't dwell on this much longer, right? Because no. I hear this negativity. Because it'll affect you meeting new people. Exactly. Okay. Hey Emily, I've recently gone back together with an ex from fifteen years ago. We have both gained quite a bit of weight since we were in our twenties. Back in the day, his penis felt gigantic to me, but mm -hmm. now it seems so much smaller. I've recently been with another very overweight guy and was surprised at how small he was too. My mm -hmm. question is, does weight gain affect the size of a guy's member? Absolutely. Thanks, Lisa, <laughs> age 45, Los Angeles. Yeah? It does, yes. Actually, I've heard uh, your good friend Dr. Drew talk about this before. Yeah, you're talking in about this. Uh, where it can take like inches off. Mm -hmm. I know, I know I go through that. Your penis uh, yeah. gets smaller? I feel that, yeah, it my feels... penis is much smaller since the, the, uh, weight that I've gained over the years, you know, and Dr. Drew has backed that up also in visually too. It does like a lot of guys in porn. Yes, they have large penises, but also a lot of them are, uh, really skinny guys. If you meet them in person are really tiny guys. But they're they're they have a normal size penis, but it just it just because of their body type on camera, the wiener looks way larger. But I'm right. not saying that's every situation. Right. But you're you saying know? when you gained weight, you felt your penis yeah, was smaller. Yeah, it's kind of like the fupa as we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not that it his penis is smaller. Yeah. It's that you have added weight. Weight, yeah. You know, blocking it from fully penetrating you. Yeah. And weight gain to the lower, like, ab abdomen, like, uh -huh. pelvic region has, like, ad additional uh, yeah. cushioning, and it makes mm -hmm. it difficult for the penis to gain yeah. entry. And if you've also gained weight, you're carrying extra weight there, mm -hmm. too, as well, Lisa. So as far as the penis is looking smaller, it's kind of visual. I need visual. a fat reduction around my penis, and then you can see how much larger right. it is. Right, <laughs> right. You know? Wait, you because I, I was joking around right. saying I need a fat reduction around my penis, but it definitely like it. It gets uh, it gets hidden. It's true. I swear. Should, yeah. 
Get Dr. Drew on here. He'll tell you. Yeah, he I will. So there's a good a good position for you is the coital alignment technique or cat position. It's like missionary. The man on top positions himself a little bit higher while you squeeze your thighs together. And it creates like a tighter feel for both of you. So you're kind of going up and down rather than like a rocking back and forth. And then your pubic mound is less likely to get in the way when you guys are laying flat. And the coital alignment technique, I always talk about it because it is a great orgasmic position too for, um, for women. So that's what I would recommend for you. That's what we got here. That's it. Yeah. It was fun. It was really fun. Love catching up with you. Uh, thank you, everybody that supports Sex at Emily. I love getting your tweets at Menace. Uh, I had a funny one the other day. I guess I mentioned that I always think about sleep. <laughs> so somebody quoted that from uh, from the Sex at Emily podcast. Really? So yeah, thank you, everybody, and you know people that I meet in random places that listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you guys. Um, I, uh, yeah, happy holidays. I was going to say in closing out this, this year of focusing on a lot of different things, I just want to thank everybody for supporting the show for so long, for 11 years, and for, um, yeah, for sharing your stories and for being vulnerable and for letting your friends know about the show and just for writing us and letting us know how it's helped you and um, asking the questions and being involved and wanting to improve your sex life. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful this year, as always. Love you. Love you, Madison. Love my team. Thank you, Madison. And um, thank you to Jamie and Eddie and Ken and Lori. And uh, yeah, everyone for supporting the show and following us on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. It's all at Sex with Emily and Facebook.com slash Sex with Emily. We're at 1.5 million followers. Nice. So we're doing some Facebook lives. And also, you guys, if you're, how, we always say, how do you listen? How do you listen to the show? Not only are we on the iTunes, you can also listen on Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and we have a shop with Emily uh, on our website. Now we've got a little store. So if you always hear me talking about toys and things I like, you can now see them on the website. Um, what else? We've got a YouTube channel. I don't know. That's all. I just friggin' love you all. Um, thanks so much for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. my mission in life is to help you improve your relationships and have the best sex of your life, right? Well, one of the most important things you can do to achieve that is to keep things fresh. Well, our good friends at adamandeve.com know exactly how to help you with that. Adamandeve.com is where you'll find all my favorite high-end toys like the magic wand and the WeVibe sink, as well as sexy lingerie, games, massage oils, everything you need to keep things exciting. To make the choice even easier, the folks at adamandeve.com have put together a special deal for Sex with Emily listeners. If you order today and use code EMILY, they'll cut the price of almost any single item in half. And not enough? They'll also toss in three free DVDs and ship it all for free. And for a limited time only, they will include a free gift, a sexy premium vibrating pleasure ring. Rings are a great way to enhance intercourse. And if you haven't tried one before, it's the perfect time. It can help guys stay harder longer all while providing that crucial clitoral stimulation that most women require to orgasm during intercourse. To get your free ring, free shipping, free DVDs, and 50% off one item, go to adamandeve.com today and use code EMILY at checkout. Let's talk about the orgasm gap. You don't know what the orgasm gap is? Okay, so a little refresher. Men... 
take anywhere between six to eight minutes to orgasm during intercourse. Women, between 20 and 40 minutes. You see the issue here? There's like a gap. Even if you don't have an issue with premature ejaculation, the fact remains women take longer to achieve orgasm than men do. A lot longer. But you can take action. You can. For starters, more foreplay. Foreplay is not just a suggestion. It's actually mandatory. And to help you narrow the orgasm gap during intercourse even more, try Promescent. See, Promescent is a clinically proven, FDA-approved product that can significantly delay ejaculation. So, why is that a good thing? Because if you're able to last longer, you'll have less anxiety about performing. You can focus on being in the moment with your partner, enjoying sex instead of stressing about it. And your partner gets the benefit of a longer, more intense experience. Doesn't that sound much better? Doesn't that sound more fun? No more gaps? Not more sex, not more orgasms. God, this sounds good. Promescent is a topical spray that gets applied to the penis to improve a man's stamina. Unlike common delay sprays that make you numb, Promescent is quickly absorbed, allowing you to enjoy the sensations of sex. When used properly, it won't transfer to your partner, which trust me, nobody likes. What other product can help you last longer, have better sex, reduce performance anxiety, and improve your relationship? Exactly, none. And it's easier to buy Promescent than ever before because now it's available at your local Rite Aid and Target too. That's right, you can run out, get some today. Of course, you can also click on the Promescent banner on my site or visit promescent.com today.